Okay, so first of all, big shukayach to the Aish group for sponsoring uh, the breakfast this morning. We'll cover the tzaddik of Ritzalek HaKlein of Lublin, Tzchusi Yagen Aleinu, V'Hakal Yisrael. So, um, so as you can tell from the Marm HaKlein, are a little bit lack thereof, so it'll probably be a shorter shear this morning. Again, I say that all the time, but uh, I mean it every time. But uh, anyway, so so a little bit, you know, it, it's it's... Well, I guess what, what, what this morning is going to be is a little bit of a bridge between the sugis that we've been talking about, you know, f- during the summer and bridging into the Havayid of Elul. So what we've been talking about during the summer month, during the, the months of the summer, those weeks, in the Shiram, Sunday mornings, was basically about, uh, you know, the Yish of Yisrael Ba'ar, it's Klai Yisrael living in Eretz Yisrael, Api Ha'alacha, what that would look like. And so, in that context, we started talking about, for a number of weeks, the Indian of what would Jewish leadership look like? What, what, is, what would be the system of Jewish leadership? And so we spoke about all different types of positions. By Kalal Yisrael, we talked about the Melech, and we talked about the position of Nasi, of Reish Galusa. we spoke about the, 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 the concept of Shaiftin that we had, we talked about the Navi, and the last position of leadership we spoke about was a couple weeks ago, was the position of Kain Gadol, of Kain Gadol. So I figured that in order to sort of finish up the sugya, so we'll talk about something, another position of leadership, which is quasi kain gadol, a little bit of a hazy area, and it's relevant to uh, it's relevant to actually the parsha we just read this past Shabbos, and it's also relevant to the month of El, as we'll see, and that is the inyan of the kain meshuach mulchama, the kain meshuach mulchama. Now, what we what we if you remember correctly, what we spoke about two weeks ago. In the sugya of Kain Gadol, is that what we learned is? I'll just give a little bit of a of a, of a reminder of, of, of the Kain Gadol aspect position, and then we'll move into this new position of Kain Meshulch Muhammad. So, in the position of Kain Gadol, we saw that Kain Gadol is not just, you know, a, you know, Kahanim have job to do in the base of Magdish, and the Kain Gadol has a special job to do. Now, the Kain Gadol is a position of leadership for Kal Yisrael. It's a position of leadership. He's not just, you know. Super duper kain deluxe. He's a, there's a there's a position of of sorora, of minoy and klai. So it's called the kain gadol. And what is that position of leadership? What 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 uh, what what vacuum is he filling? Like what, we already have the melech taking care of melech stuff. You have the sanhedrin. You have the navi. You have uh, you have uh, you know the the, the and so on. So what exactly is the position? What's being filled by the kain gadol? So what we explained last time was is that the the the, the, the the lack that the Kain Gadol fills is the requirement of transcendence, of being above, of being above. And Kalah Yisrael as a people desperately need many things. We need obviously people to, to guide us politically and socially. That would be the Melech. And we need people to guide us. What Halacha says, that's the Sanhedrin. We need people to guide us with like Das Torah. What is the, you know, what's the Hashkaf of certain Yon? And what is the Rabbanishal want of us? That would be the Navi. But there also has to be like a Rebbe. There has to be someone in Kal Yisrael reminding us that we're not from this place, that we're above this place, and and giving Kal Yisrael sort of one foot in a higher in a higher space. That's what the Kain Gadol is. That's the position of Kain Gadol. And so, fine. That was the that was that job. So now, in, in terms of this week, what we're going to be learning about is another position that's called the Kain Meshulch Muhammad. What's the Kain Meshulch Muhammad? So that's a that's a sugi from last week's parasha. The pasuk says that uh, when you when you go to war against your enemy, so there's a special mitzvah of establishing a kayan that was specifically anointed for war, 
he's a regular Kayin, but he's specifically anointed for war. It's called a Kayin Meshuch Melchama. And this Kayin Meshuch Melchama, before the battle, would go out to the, to the front and he would read certain psukim, certain parashias, talking about chizik and amuna and bitachin, the Rebbe is going to help you and protect you and so on. And there was a certain script that he had. It's a, it's a Mishnah, it's Sugiyaz Masech Saita. There's a certain script that he had, certain psukim he had to say. And his old Mishnah is talking about it, that it has to be Balashan HaKadosh, he has to read these psukim. And it's a debate amongst the Rishonim, but the, the Pashtas is that that was just a basic outline and script, but then he goes, he can go off script and say Devri Chizik and Devri, Devri, uh, Devri Hisairus that's needed, that was needed Lefi, the, the matzav, based on the, the situation of the time that was needed. And that was his job, to basically be, to be mechazik. To be mechazik the He was a kayin. Huh? For sure was a kayin. He was for sure a kayin, and he specifically anointed for this job. Not the kayin gadol. Not the kayin gadol. Not the kayin gadol. Another kayin, he's called the kayin meshuch Muhammad. Now what's unique, now we're going to see right away, there is a, a similarity between him and the kayin gadol in the fact that he's anointed. Mm-hmm. The average kayin, to work in the base of Megdash, doesn't have to be anointed. He's just... Your kain, go to work. The kain gadol has to be anointed. But what's interesting, the kain gadol really has two, there's two steps to make a person a kain gadol. Lechatchila. But the Eved, you could have one without, you could have one, but lechatchila, it's with Meshicha, anointing with the, with the Shem and Meshach, with the anointing oil, and Riva Begadim, and spending a week uh, wearing the clothing of the kain gadol, wearing the big daikuna, with, with, and doing Avaita during that time. So anointing with Riva Begadim, that's what would make a kain gadol. And when it comes to a Meshulach Melchama, so as the name indicates, it definitely had a process of anointing. In terms of wearing extra special clothing, that's what we're going to see in the Gemara that we're going to about to see right now. If the Meshulach Melchama would wear, when he's making his speeches, when he's doing his thing, would he wear his regular big dekuna, secular clothing? Like what's the, because if you think about it, it's outside of the base of Megdash, because he's, he's by the battlefield. So you would think that he would be wearing civilian clothing. That's what we're going to see in the sugya. So right away, the fact that he's anointed already tells you some connection with the Kain Gadol. But the connection between him and the Kain Gadol, that's what we're going to be discussing right now. Okay, so <laughs> Maramok in the morning. Yeah? Yeah? That's what he's giving divisaris. Divisaris. That's why, by the way, this, we're, we're going to see about this in a moment. I, would, uh, I don't want to skip ahead, but we'll see. Yeah, that, 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 that's, his, that, that's his basic job, is to give the Rechizik and, and to prepare the soldiers for battle. But again, what's interesting is we don't just pick the best speaker or the most uh, you know, inspiring uh, person, the most charismatic person, or the biggest Talmud Chacham. It's a special thing that's called the Meshulach Mulcham. Okay, so to understand a little bit more you know, in depth what this position was. So take a look at Mara Mokka number one. So this is the Gemara in Meseches Yuma, Ayin Beis and Mebeis, to Ayin Gilom Omed Aleph. Okay, so we'll, we'll go through it a little bit. <clears throat> so I'll cup a little bit. So Ki Aser Avdimi. So when Ravdimi came from Eretz Yisrael, there was many, again, I've mentioned this once before, that there were Amaroim that lived in Bavel. Amaroim lived in Eretz Yisrael. And there were some Amaroim that their sort of job was to travel back and forth to bring Tyrus from Eretz Yisrael to Chutzlar, it's Chutzlar to Eretz Yisrael. And those are the those Amaroim that are always a Kiasa when he came, when he came, when he came, when he came from where? They were traveling back and forth, that's what they did. So Kiasa Ravdimi, so when Ravdimi came on one of his trips back from Eretz Yisrael to Bavel, so Omar, he brought with him the following Tyrus. He said, The clothing that the Kain Gadol wears when he does his Avaid, in other words, the Shemayin Abagadim, the eight articles of the Kain Gadol, the Meshuch Mechama wears those clothing when he, when, you know, as well. When he, does, when he, he uses those clothing as well. So in other words, 
Rav Dimi is saying is that when the Meshuch Muhammad does his inyan of uh, of the Mechazek, uh, the soldiers, and so on, he's he's wearing the clothing of the Kohen Gadol. Shenamar says the pasuk because the pasuk says Ubig the Hakayde Asher LaAaron Yu Lebon of Achrav. It says in pasuk that the special clothing, the holy clothing for Aaron, should be to his children after him. So the question that Rav Dimi says, why does he have to say the word Achrav? Say, the, the, his clothing should go to his children. Obviously, his children come after him. So what does it mean, Achrav? So says Ravdim, it's hinting to Achrav. The Pasuk means, is, is hinting that the clothing of Aaron should go to his children and also to the person that's next in line. Who's the one next in line in terms of Hashivas from the Kain Gadol? The Kain Meshulch Muhammad. And so that's what it means. His clothing should go to this Meshulch Muhammad. In other words, that the Meshulch Muhammad wears Big Day Kahuna. Okay. So that was a statement of Rav Dimi. Now the Gemara thinks, remember, that's the, 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 the Gemara is about to ask a question. The assumption of the Gemara right now is that if Rav Dimi says that he's wearing Big Day Kahuna Gadayla, it means pretty much he's a Kain Gadol. In other words, the Gemara is thinking right now that what Rav Dimi is, is, is introducing to us is that there's really, in effect, there's really like Kain Gadol 1 and Kain Gadol 1a. There's the, the main Kain Gadol, which is the, the Kain Gadol. And then there's the, the secondary Kain Gadol, but he's Mamash Kain Gadol. And the secondary Kain Gadol is what we call the Meshuch Muhammad. And how do I, and, and that's why he wears the, the Big Day Kuna Gadol, because he's Mamash basically a Kain Gadol. He's just not the, the Iker Kain Gadol. He's the secondary Kain Gadol. That's what the Gemara, that's what the Gemara thinks in Rav Dimi's statement. And because of that, the Gemara has a kasha. Masa Ravada Bar'ava, so Ravada Bar'ava asked, some people say that Kedi is the one that asked this following question. So we have a Brisa. The Brisa says like this: We have a general rule that we, I think I mentioned this uh, in one of these uh, one of these shirim that we have a there's a concept of Yerusha as we know, right? Inheritance. A person passes away, so his his, his property goes to his children, goes to the inheritance. But there's a halacha also of Yerusha when it comes to positions of authority. Any position of authority also has Yerusha. So Melech dies. His son becomes king. A kain gadol dies. His son becomes the kain gadol. So says the Brisa. Yochel, you might think that that maybe the, the position of meshuch mochama should also go be Yerusha to his children. Just like you find Yerusha by the position of kain gadol, maybe it should apply also to meshuch mochama. Says the Brisa. No, Tamalimer not like that. There's a pasuk that indicates that that. That only the kain gadol goes biyerusha in terms of like special positions of kuna. Only the kain gadol and not the meshuch muhammad. Talmud It says in pasuk shivas yomam yil b'shem hakayin tachtav mibanav. It says in pasuk that when a kain gadol dies, his son should wear the clothing of the kain gadol and wear them for seven days in the process of becoming of taking over the position of his father. Which kain, and so it says in pasuk shivas yomam yil b'shem hakayin tachtav mibanav. The seven days. The the, 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 son, the son from his children should wear the, the clothing instead of the father, in place of the father. The kain, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the kain that goes into the Kodesh HaKadshim. That goes into the Kodesh HaKadshim. So ask the bride, so why does the Pasuk have to add that? We're talking about a kain gadol. The whole context is kain gadol. So what does it have to say that, oh, by the way, I'm just as a reminder, I'm talking about the kain gadol that goes into Kodesh HaKadshim. So says the Brisa, it means, it's trying to indicate that only the Kain Gadol, the, the Kuhuna Gadoyla goes Birusha, because that's a, that's a level of Kuhuna Gadoyla that goes into the Kadesh HaKadshim. As opposed to the Meshulach Mulchama, that, you know, he, he doesn't go into the Kadesh HaKadshim. So that's what the Pasuk is indicating. The son should wear the clothing of his father. Which son? The son that goes into the Kadesh HaKadshim. In other words, 
Kuhuna Gedoyla goes Birusha, but not Meshuch Melchama. That's the price. So says Ravdim, so asked Rav Adabarahava, Kashan Ravdimi. Again, Ravdimi said the Meshuch Melchama wears the big day Kuhuna, meaning that he is a Kohen Gadol. And so, the, the, so, so asks Rav Adabarahava, you have this other price telling me that only the Kuhuna Gedoyla goes Birusha, because only the Kuhuna Gedoyla is what goes into the Kadesh Akachim. But Meshuch Muhammad doesn't go Birusha because he doesn't go into the Kaddish Akash. V'im Isa, asked Rav Adabrahava, well, according to Rav Dimi, Nechzi why can't Meshuch Muhammad go into Kaddish Akash? He's a Kohen Gadol. So he's, he's basically the same thing. He's a Kohen Gadol. Kohen Gadol uh, 1A, not, not 1. He's not, uh, he's not the Iker Kohen Gadol. He's secondary Kohen Gadol. No, so he asked Rav Adabrahava, I don't get it. If the Meshuch Muhammad is, by its very definition, a Kohen Gadol decomposition, then why? Then how is the Brisa separating by saying Kuna Gedayla goes Birusha? Meshuch Muhammad doesn't. Meshuch Muhammad is Kuna Gedayla. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. And the same pasuk which says that if a Kohen Gadol dies, his son should take over, and now he'll be allowed to go into the Kaddish Hakodesh. That same sentence, that same description, would apply to Meshuch Muhammad. It's the same minions. What's going on over here? So, because of this question, the Gemara has to re- reorient itself to think differently about what Rav Dimi meant. Rav Dimi said again that a Meshuch Muhammad wears the big day Kuna The assumption was, okay, that means he's a Kohen Gadol. So, but, but, that, but that can't be, because if he's a Kohen Gadol, then there's no reason that the, that, or, that the Iker Kohen Gadol goes Birusha, and the secondary Kohen Gadol doesn't go Birusha. They could both go into Kadesh HaKadshim. They're both, they could both function as a Kohen Gadol in theory. Yeah. So if he's 1A in theory, why would so there's halach of Yerusha. There's halach of Yerusha. That's what the pasuk is trying to say. But the concept of Yerusha should apply as well to the Meshuch Muhammad if he is, a, is in fact a kind God. So therefore, the Gemara is going to have to redefine, reorient itself. We're going to get there. Yeah. So Amr of Nachman by Yitzchak. So Rav Nachman by Yitzchak said, "Hachik Amr." This is what the Brisa is is trying to say, and this is what Rav Dimi is uh, coming from as well. And the way the Achranim explain, I'm again, I'm touching the Gemara the way the Achranim explain it, is that what Rav Nachim Reitzchak is explaining to us is that it's Taka true. Rav Dimi said what he said, which is that the Meshuch Muhammad wears the Shemayinah Begadim. But he doesn't mean that he's a Kayin Gadol, it's just a secondary Kayin Gadol. What he's saying is, is that really in truth, he's a regular Kayin. But the Chiddush of Meshuch Muhammad is, is that this position, this job that he has, which is to be mechazik the, the soldiers and to do what he can by the time of war, he wears the big dekuna. He sort of encloses himself in the clothing of a Kayin Gadol. But not that he is a Kayin Gadol. The Iker Meshich, the Iker anointing that he has to do, that he's given, is not to make him a secondary Kayin Gadol, and a secondary Kayin Gadol has this job of being Mechazik the soldiers. No, no, the Iker Meshicha that he's being anointed with is a specific job to talk to the soldiers by war. It happens to be part of the stipulation of that job is that you have to be wearing the clothing of the Kayin Gadol. So what Rav Nachem is explaining that Rav Dimi didn't mean that Imamish is a Kayin Gadol, just a, a secondary one. What Rav Dimi is, is trying to say is that this is a, this is a Chiddush, this is a new thing is that the position of Meshuch Melchama is a regular Kayan, who, who usually a regular Kayan does not wear the Big Dekuna Gedayla. This regular Kayan wears the special Big Dekuna during the job of Melchama. So the Chiddush of Meshuch Melchama is this funny matziv, where you have a regular Kayan, but, he's, but during the time of Melchama, during the time of his job, he's wearing clothing of the Kayan Gadol. 
even though he's not a kohen gadol, which is usually a big no-no. You can't, you, you can't do that. You can't wear the clothing of the kohen gadol if you're not a kohen gadol. But that's the chiddush over here, that he's wearing the clothing of the kohen gadol despite the fact that he's not a kohen gadol. He's a regular kohen, but his job demands that he wears those clothing of the kohen gadol. So the position of Meshuch Melchama is a funny one. Who's doing it? A regular kohen. But the job that's required of the regular kohen demands that he be wearing the big day kuna gadol. And that's what Rav Dimi was saying. And therefore, if you're trying to figure out who he is, Yerusha always has to do with the person. Like, who the person is, it goes to be Yerusha, right? So who the person is, he's a regular kind. The job that he's given, which is to be mechazik the soldiers, that job requires him to wear the big dekuna, but that doesn't mean that he's a kind godly. He's not even a secondary kind godly, he's a regular kind. But his job of being mechazik the soldiers requires him to wear the big dekuna at that time. So, so this is like a, a funny situation. What's the only time... The only position where you could have a regular Kayan wearing Big Day Kuna is by Meshuch Muhammad. And he's wearing Big Day Kuna, but he's not a Kayan. He's not a Kayan Gadol. He's not. He's a regular Kayan. Yeah. He's only going to wear them before Muhammad? Or oh. Oh. So, so, so it's like this. The, so, so the Gemara goes on to say like this. Technically, technically, because that's his job of Meshuch Muhammad, and by that moment, certainly, he wears the Big Day Kuna technically, according to Ravdimi, that's what the Gemara is about to say, is that he, would, he could theoretically wear the big dekuna all the time, whenever he does any avayda. So this is like the huge exception. A reg, he's a regular kayan, but he gets to wear the big dekuna g'dayla because he's the Meshuch Muhammad. Now practically, they wouldn't do that. And you'll see in a second why. So take a look, the Gemara continues. Meisvei, the Gemara has another question on Rav Dimi. Meshuch Muhammad says in the Brisa explicitly, it's interesting. The Brisa says that a Meshuch Mulchama, until now, the, the job of Meshuch Mulchama sounds like an amazing position. You know? So again, in the, first, in the, the, way, the incorrect understanding of Rav Dimi was that you're Mamash Kain Gadol. That you're not. But fine, you're a regular Kain, but at least you get to wear big dekuna Gadol. It's Mamash an unbelievable cover. You used to put that on, right? And you can go around with that. Says the Brisa, but you should know, says the Brisa, a Meshuch Mulchama, he would do his job, and during his job, you know, he obviously has to do his job, but, but on the average day in the base of Migdash, he wouldn't be allowed to do that void at all, not with the regular clothing of the Kayan, and not with the clothing of the Kayan Gadol. Meshuch Muhammad, once he's given that job, it's a Chashver thing, but then he's basically kicked out of his regular day job of doing that void in the base of Migdash. Why? So Amr le Abaya, so so Abaya, Abaya explains what Elazar Mashvitz like what he's not a, he's not a kohen anymore. So Abaya explains that this is this is the idea. Kikayin Gadol, the reason why you're right, technically he should be allowed to wear the big dekuna gedayla at all times whenever he's doing the avodah in the base of Migdash. But rather, it's a special takanim with the We don't mishum eva because we don't want there to be any jealousy or a sense of uh, discomfort between him and the Kayin Gadol. Because it's a little bit like we're both, both kind of like, uh, you're wearing, like that looks familiar. And you're wearing the, I'm wearing the Chayish. It's a little bit, we want to keep everything, uh, keep everything like that. Yeah, it'll be two, there'll be two big dekunas, whatever. Right. But the point is that uh, if they needed to, they'll make two. But the point is, Mishum Eva, because of Machlaikis, we don't want him to wear, to function practically with the big dekuna Gadayla uh, at all times, in a regular time. So, um, and we don't want him what to to function wearing the regular uh, big day kuna because since he's able to wear the big day kuna we don't want to go down. So in other words, what the Gemara is telling us is a fascinating thing. Again, he's a regular kind. 
which means that technically the way, the way it works is, is, is as follows. He's a regular kain, but for whatever reason, because of his job as Meshulch Melchama, he gets to wear the Big Dekuna, uh, Big Dekuna Gedayla. Not only can he wear the Big Dekuna Gedayla at the time of when he's speaking to the soldiers and giving his shmuzin, he can theoretically wear the Big Dekuna every single day when he's doing the Avayt in the Beis HaMikdash. But because, and, and, and because he's able to wear the Big Dekuna Gedayla every single day during the, the Avayt in the Beis HaMikdash, he would not be allowed to wear his regular big day kuhuna in the Avayda Beis HaMikdash because Malam B'Kadish Vlaim Ridin. If he's able to wear the, the Shemayin Begadim, he shouldn't lower himself to just wear the four Begadim of a regular kind. So on the one hand, he can't, he no, because of that, that position of Rishuk Muhammad, he's now no longer allowed to work in the Beis HaMikdash just with four clothing because as long as you could do higher, you can't, you can't do lower. But on the other hand, Chazal were afraid that if he works in the Beis HaMikdash with Shemayin Begadim, then the kain gadol is going to feel a little bit awkward, and so Chazal therefore said the following rule: You make your meshulch melchama, you basically can't work in the base megdash anymore, because we can't allow you to work with just four clothing, because malam b'kadosh v'lim reidin, and we can't allow you to wear the shmeina begadim because it can make the kain gadol uncomfortable. Therefore, the position of meshulch melchama is unique: is that is that now basically you don't work in the base megdash. Your only job is to wear the shmeina begadim by the times of warfare, and you go out and you do your thing. But actually, you function in the base of English day to day operations. You can't. You can't wear four because it's malam b'kadosh l'mridin, and you can't wear all eight because you can make the kind gadol uncomfortable. That's basically the halacha of the mishloch Yeah. Even the prototype, the kind Yeah. Yeah. So, a, I don't see the more bringing riots from pinchas, and second, would we care about able? Okay, people's feelings are important. Yeah. The Kodesh Baruch Hu said, this is Pinchas Hakayim Gadol. God said it. So God said, you don't feel, you feel bad about your position. You know, they, it's, uh, there, there, there's, um, how is it? They say, who was it? Every Kodesh could say, Mr. Mabel. <coughs> Hey, who, who said, we're, we're getting into Kairos. Uh, we're, we're, I'm, try, I'm trying to remember which Sadiq it was. I can't remember which Sadiq it was. There was a certain Sadiq that he said that he can, if he wanted to, he could bring Mashiach, but it's going to make the Aptarov feel bad because the Aptarov is a Tzadik Hadar. And if I bring Mashiach and not the Aptarov, it's going to make him feel bad, so that's why I'm not going to bring Mashiach. So they. Another 300 so this is the story that I heard. That Rab Aaron, Rab Aaron Kadler, Rab Aaron Kadler was traveling. It's, it's, just a little, it's a little bit hard to believe. But okay. Rab Aaron Kadler was traveling somewhere and he had like a, like a Maisa Bichler or something, like a storybook, whatever it is. Some, I, I don't know, whatever. The situation, somehow Rab Aaron was traveling and he heard this Maisa and he, and he was saying over this Maisa like in a way of like, it's such a thing. If you're... And the way was the way I saw it is that he wasn't he wasn't making fun of the story. He's like, if you could bring Mashiach, how can you not bring Mashiach? Right. You know? So so someone so another Rashiva told him that it's not Shver. Maisha also Maisha was fighting against Rabban Shalom for seven days not to excuse me, sorry, why? It's because because he wanted Aaron to feel that. So for seven days, you're pushing off Gula. And not only pushing off Gula, Maisha Ben's plan was I don't want to be the guile, and who knows how long it's gonna take for someone else to be worthy of it. So you see such a thing, but you know. Shum Ev is, is a big Indian. That's certainly right. That's the Allah of Ava. That's the Allah of Ava. Yeah. Yeah. That's Hashem. And Rabbi is part of that. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
part of this, yeah. and he's demonstrating it to us that the halacha, yeah. and we take it. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the, the, the Lavich Rebbe used to say this all the time. He used to say like he used to call the Torah Torahs Torahs Emes and Torahs Chaim. In other words, it, 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 this is Mitzias. Like if 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 is a halacha. That means that's the mitzvah. That, that even big madregas we push. This guy doesn't work in the, in the base English anymore because of Ava. Al Kapanas, what comes out from all of this? Halach Lamais is an interesting uh, Indian. Is that the Meshuch Mucham is this position where he's bets him a regular kayan, but he, for his job, he's wearing the Shemayin of Begadim. He wears the big day kahuna. Okay, so what is that? Uh, have you understand that? Yeah. Well, he's appointed. Okay. Yeah. Does that mean his whole life anytime there's a Mucham or just one specific Mucham? So the Pashtus is, that's a good question, the Pashtus is that he was anointed and his position, it's, it, it seems from the Rishonim that once he was anointed, it's now his job for his whole life, for all the warfare that would take place during that time. But, um, but it doesn't, again, it doesn't go to Birusha, it doesn't go in any other situation. Um, there, there's, an, there's, there's another situation, for example, if you take a look at Marmokka number two, Taisus bring, in that Gemara Numa brings up a situation of where Meshulchan Muhammad can lose his job in the following way. Amir Rabbeinu, uh, one of the Baliyat Taisus said, Let's say the Meshulchan Muhammad gets old and sick. And he can't go out to war anymore. He's, too, he's not capable of doing that. Then you would appoint someone else. In other words, it, 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 when it comes to, a, let's say, a Kayin Gadol, he himself is becoming a Kayin Gadol. So even if he's old and he can't function anymore, he doesn't lose the status of Kayin Gadol. You, you know, it doesn't work like that. But when it comes to a Meshulch Muhammad, his job, he's not, he's really, in, in terms of who he is, he's a regular Kayin. What, what, the, whole, the whole thing of wearing the Shemayin of Agadim and going to war, that's the job. So if he's capable of continuing the job, then good. If he can't continue the job, then not. In other words, this is the fundamental point of the, of the Meshuch Muhammad, is that despite the fact that he's being anointed, and despite the fact that he's wearing the Shemayin of Agadim, he himself is not necessarily changed by that. He himself is a regular Kayan. And everything that he's doing with the Shemayin of Agadim, and the whole uh, Chizik, the Shmuzin that he's doing, and so on, that's it's like it's it's a garment that's surrounding him. It's something that he's doing. It's a job that he's doing. But he himself remains a regular kind, and that's why the Gemara said that the only reason why he can't work in the base of Megiddo with four clothing with the regular big dekuna is because Malam B'Kodesh Shalom read them. If you're a real kind gadol, the reason why you can't wear less than eight is because that's you you have to wear eight. This kind, he's a regular kind. And again, this is the unique chiddush over here is that you have this position that's called kind gadol. Which is an unbelievable, like we said before, like an unbelievable level of transcendence in Sarara, an unbelievable thing. And usually, and, and now you have a chiddush of a person experiencing that, but not, but that's not his. But he's just experiencing it. So what is this? And not, and not only is this uh, an interesting thing for this isolated incident. <coughs> this is a position in Klal Yisrael. So what is the pnimius of this inyan? Um, so it's as follows. The idea is something that I've mentioned many, many times, and it's one of the core principles of Vodis Hashem Alderach HaChasidis. The situation of going to war. I mentioned this on Shabbos. Going to war is not just an external experience. War is always a reflect. The external war and an external enemy is always a reflection of an internal war and an internal enemy. When Klai Yisrael are facing the plishtim, like I mentioned on Shabbos, it means there's the Yitzhahara called the plishtim inside of, inside of a person that Klai Yisrael are grappling with, and the Mela were grappling with, with them externally as well. Dovr Melch throughout Tehillim, every single time that Dovr Melch went to war, he, there's a capital Tehillim talking about his own inner avayda during that time. 
Because Don Melech understood that going that kisets um, l'molcham aleivecha is not uh, is not only a, you know an external experience; it's an internal experience. And so, in the matziv of warfare, the the Torah tells us this position of meshulch molchama. And what is meshulch molchama? Meshulch molchama means that who the person is, you're still a kind heavy. You're a regular guy. Not only you're a regular guy, you're in the midst of battle. You're dealing with darkness. You're dealing with the Yetzirah. You're dealing with all that stuff. But the Chiddush of Meshuch Muhammad is, is that in order to battle, in order to fight properly, you have to have the skills to somehow connect to that universe that's called Kain Gadol as a tactic to battle properly. Now, in other words, what's a Kain Gadol? Mention again, two weeks ago. Kain Gadol means above the battlefield. So you have this funny thing, right? Because what's a Kain Gadol? Kain Gadol is a position of transcendence. So the Kain Gadol has no shaykhis to the battle. The battle means an internal struggle with darkness and inyanim and menias and, and uh, you know, uh, the eight tzaras and so on. The Kain Gadol is b'chalal above all of that stuff. And what we have in Meshuch Muhammad, a Meshuch Muhammad is that someone who's in the battle, a Kain, not, and he's not a Kain Gadol, he's not a Kain Gadol, he's a Kain, means that he gets the matzah, he understands what the tzar is, and he's Adarabi, he's speaking to the soldiers, and they're being mechazik each other, but the way he's being mechazik them, and the way he's preparing them for war, is what? Is introducing them to this idea, is that the way to engage with the enemy is to be able to learn the skill of tapping into that world of Kain Gadol. And by tapping into that world of Kain Gadol, you're not, you're not escaping the battlefield, you're giving yourself the strength to be successful in the battlefield. Now this is a core principle, I'm sure it's familiar to most of you anyway, there's a core principle in Avodah Hashem, in the way of the Baal Shem Tov. Take a look at Maramokka number three. This is a piece I've quoted many times from Raphael Paracher, when the Chesidim from the Tzemach Tzedek, it's quoted in many places. He says as follows, The way, the earlier way of battle against the Eight Sahara in earlier generations, was to engage in the enemy head on. To engage in the enemy head on. You have the Eight Sahara, you deal with it, you struggle, Musar and so on. That's a way of subduing one's <laughs> negative character traits. It's a, a wrestling match between you and the Yitzhar. Ach etzloi, b'tzedervil paracher, by the Baltanya, by the Mizrach Shemagah, by the Balshem. Nishchadish inin chadish. A new mahalach, a new way to battle was revealed. And it might seem initially as if it's escapism, or it's just running away. It's not. It's not retreating. But it's a way of giving oneself the strength to engage in the battle. How? To attach oneself, to attach oneself in a very deep way to godliness. By attaching oneself to godliness in a very deep way, that gives you, that puts you in a position where you're then able to, to, to grapple with the darkness in a much more. Uh, um, in a much more productive way, in a much more uh, delicate way, in a, in a more successful way. And, and, so much, and the truth is, what he's hinting to is even more than that, is that by connecting oneself to Elikos, that itself, under, that itself destroys the Yitzhahara without ever actually engaging in it. And even though this way would seem to be very, very high, 
Nitzrichul and Hashemis Shafael Staika, it's specifically needed to loan Hashemis. To loan Hashemis, Hashabadar Hazeh, Shainicham Limshal Allah Rashabikim, that we don't have the strength to engage with the enemy head on, Bishomaifin in any which way. And when you think about yourself and your position, how could I possibly overcome this? How could I struggle with it? He's trying to come up with cheshbonis of how you're going to engage with the enemy. Adarabah, yipol batzvus, you fall into depression and sadness because you know in your heart of hearts that you're not capable. Alkein hayatzah sadmor. So the eights of the Baltanya and all the way of Chasidus is loy lasik elarak ba'avaydus eskashes betzim elakus ba'aymek hadas. To whenever there's a Yetzirah that comes your way, the way you engage in that Yetzirah is, is taking on the clothing of the Kain Gadol. You understand? It's the way you engage with the Yetzirah is by taking on the clothing of the Kain Gadol, by connecting yourself more deeply and more, and more passionately to avoid this Hashem, to Elikos, to Asei Toiv, to Mechazik yourself, to become more and more transcendent. And even if you feel at the time that it's not essentially, it's not authentic, it's not really you, it's not your Madrega, you're not a Kohen Gadol. But that's the Chiddush of Meshuch Muhammad. You don't have to be a Kohen Gadol. This is the tactic of warfare. The tactic of warfare is a regular Kohen wearing the clothing of the Kohen Gadol. And this is the Avoid, in Avoid this Hashem, this is what it means. It means that the way to engage with the enemy there's two ways to, 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 to destroy Ra, to, to banish darkness. Either by heading on banishing darkness, or in this way of Meshuch Muhammad. The way of Meshuch Muhammad is to, that, that a tactic in battle is to make yourself to that transcendent world of the Kain Gadol. By doing so, Memelo, there is no enemy. So the oimic of this position of Meshuch Muhammad isn't just these Devri Chizik and Esairus and so on. It, it's, 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 it's defeating the enemy before the war ever begins. It's, it's bringing the Yid into that place of Eskashas, to Etzim Elokos. It's showing the Yid, and it's, it's taking the Indian of Kuna Gedayla and encompassing the entire army with such a thing. That they are not Kahanam Gedaylam, because they're, you know, the Kayan Gadol doesn't go to war, because his job is to essentially be transcendent. The other Yidin have to go to war. But the way they go to war is by being connected to that level of transcendence for the purposes of, of vanquishing the evil. That's the, that's the idea. So you could have, so, and, was, and so that's what the Meshuch Mocham is, a regular client who's, who's introducing the battlefield with this musig of being, in, of being uh, sort of, uh, uh, you know, wrapped up in the big Dekunagdol in such a way. And Mimela, through this, with time, all the evil, you know, sort of dissipates anyway. Now, in the writings of Ratzadik Akain of Lublin, didn't have the Marmachimus, but it, it, it's throughout his writings, Ratzadik always identifies these two positions of the Kain Gadol, who is like the Chefza transcendent. Like he doesn't, the Kain Gadol doesn't understand. Again, we're, again, we're, we're talking about positions, and I may, you know, not necessarily just purely in people practically, but the, the position of Kuna Gedaila is so deeply connected to transcendence and to a higher place that it, the Kuna Gedaila doesn't even recognize. Darkness Bechlel. So, the Meshuch Mochama is an interesting bridge. Meshuch Mochama is, and then, you know, so that's the Kain Gadol. And then on the other hand, you have like the soldiers, right? The soldiers, all, all they see is darkness, you know? That's all they see. It's like there's a mice they say with Rav Kook that it was one by Shal Shudas. He used to have a big, uh, you know, Shal Shudas. So by Rav Kook, he had all different types of Yidin there. So there's a mice that one of the, it was a certain poet, not, not religious, but he, was, he used to come, Baruch Cooks to Shal Shudas. And there's a mice that one time, during the Shal Shudas, he left the room, he went into the kitchen, 
And so the Rebetzin was there, Rav Cook's Rebetzin was there, and uh, the Rebetzin noticed that he was like dejected, he wasn't like, so she went over to him, he said, what's wrong? So he said, I'll tell you something, the Rav, all he talks about is iris. All I see is chayshech. That's all I see. So he has such a thing. So the Kain God was like, all there is is art. Right? And then you have like the soldiers. All there is is chayshech. The Meshuch Mucham is somewhere in between. The Meshuch Mucham is someone that gets the matzav of the soldiers, but he introduces them to the world of Kuna Gedayla. And in the language of Rav Tzadik, this is always associated with the, between, between uh, uh, there's something in the Zarkadish that's called the Tzadik Ilah, the higher tzaddik, and the tzaddik tata. Rav tzaddik always identifies it with Yosef and Binyamin, that Yosef is the tzaddik ilah, Binyamin is the tzaddik tata. There is the inyan of there being this, trend, this tzaddik who is so in a higher place that he doesn't even know uh, the metzias of chayshev And that is ultimately the sort of the reservoir of R that we have to draw from. You know, and then there has to be a position of the tzaddik tata who acts at the, as this bridge. You know, so a bridge between uh, the rebbe and uh, and the amayinam that needs the chizik. And that that in between position is someone that he has to be able to handle all these all these all these inyanim. He has to be able to understand where the soldiers are coming from, but to explain to them that that in order for you to battle properly, and in order and and, and a, a not just in order to battle a a a tactic of warfare in such a way that could actually be successful is to become elevated. And the more you elevate yourself, memela, the chayshech dissipates. It might take time to see that. Like the Ramchal gives a mushal to this, to this, this concept. It's also found in the Ramchal. The Ramchal gives a mushal to in, 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 this type of mahalach, this type of approach of dealing with chayshech, not head-on, but more connecting to the kuna gedayla in that way. He gives it a mushal to, let's say, an apple, that you don't realize, but there's a, there's a worm inside the apple, right? And so slowly but surely, the apple is being eaten from the inside by a worm, and you think it looks like a pretty good apple, right? Only at the very, very end, when all the flesh is consumed, then the apple caves in, and you realize, wow, it was, uh, it was falling apart for a long time already. So says Ramchal, it's the same thing. The Yetzirah is like that apple. And it looks like it's not being weakened at all. So your whole, this whole avayda that you're doing of becoming more makusher and higher and higher and, de- and more davening and, and, and like you're struggling with like base Yetzirahs or Lashon Hara, whatever the case may be, and, you're, and, you're re- and your reaction is more Gemara. Like, well, well, how, how is that going to help my Lashon Hara? You know what I'm saying? What does one have to do with the other? So you're thinking, while I'm doing this avayda, the apple's still solid. Like nothing's, you know, the apple is still there. But with time, you'll realize that slowly but surely, beneath the scene, the apple's being consumed from within. And with time, you'll see that the whole apple just collapses. So while the person, so the person's struggling with lush and horror, and, uh, you know, whatever, whatever obviously strolling, whatever the eights are is fighting a person with, whatever darkness, whatever enemy you're engaged with. And the Meshuch Mocham is trying to convince the soldiers, I'm telling you, the way to ra- eradicate yourself from this enemy is to connect to the Kain Gadol. And the soldiers are like, yeah, but it's Chayshech, I don't see any R. The Meshul I'm telling you, this is the Mahal, this is the Mahal. And with that, and with time, it'll, talk, it'll, become, it'll become clear. And, 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 and Tzaddik always talks about this, that this is the different types of Tzaddikim that we have in this generation. There's Tzaddikim that are cool like Kuhuna Gedailah. They are the Kahanam Gedailah. And then you have Tzaddikim that they're not Kahanam Gedailah. They're the Kahim Meshul Muhammad. And they're the ones that, 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 in, that give the, a taste of that world of Kuhuna Gedailah to Yidin, not just as a break from their battles with the Yetzirah, that that is their tactic. That's their way to deal with the battle. With the, and that's a way of overcoming these things without 
direct, without directly uh, head on against the enemy. That's the Inyan. So this position of Meshuch Muhammad, just to complete the whole Inyan, that's what Meshuch Muhammad is. Now, just to connect it to Elul, this to a certain degree is the Avayda of the Tshuva of Elul. You know, when you get to Aser Tshuva, that's when the Tshuva becomes much more head on. These specific Inyan, we say sleepless and Vidui and fasting and so on. So what's the Tshuva of Elul? The Tshuva of Elul is Anila Daivadai Right? It's becoming closer to Rabbanu Shalom. How is that fixing all our problems? I know we're coming closer to Rosh Hashanah, right? So, you know, we have Shaifer to remind us, you know, that it, it is coming closer. So, as we come closer, we think we want to be able to get rid of all the enemies in order to, to stand before the king properly, right? So, so that's what El is. But yet, El is not focused on, on particular tshuva. So, what, what, what is the Igra how are we getting rid of, 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 of the enemy in order to approach the Rabbani Shlom Tishrei? The answer is, this is the way we do it. The way we do it is in the way of Meshach Muhammad. They mean, Makashi yourself to higher madregas in the Bechin of Anil Daidili, that itself takes care of the enemy. That's the Indian of Meshach Muhammad. That's the Indian of Chadishal. Shem Shah bless us. We should continue, and Bez Hashem, for those that haven't, to start to have a, a good month of El, and to be Mechazek ourselves, and Mechazek ourselves, to hire Madrigas, Skashas, Telekus, and from there, you know, Yispardu Kopal Yavin, Vyaskal Tzadik, Meir Vimeinu Amen.